Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. We could do that later. Uh, <laughs> Shall we start this together? No. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get on. We need to go on cam because we need to watch it together. I love I love how we we were trying to be early and we're even later than we <laughs> usually are. Yeah, right. We could drop the we could drop the legalized gay marriage if you want. Yeah, whatever. Just speed things up. I don't fucking yeah, care. We can do that. We'll probably spend long on the Xbox anyway. Okay. All right. Ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley! (laughs) And you might be wondering why he's so happy right now. Because I'm also Batman! (laughs) Not only did he get Batman, which he didn't think he was going to get, but he got that. Oh, I knew I was going to get that Batman. At some point, but you weren't going to get it like right away. Oh, no, no, no. But he got that Xbox One dough. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah and so, so did I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way. Um, so Steve Steve sends me a picture of his Xbox One. He's like, about that life. I'm like, this <laughs> motherfucker. And he, he took advantage of the GameStop's recent deal where you could trade in your Xbox 360. Or and they give you – yeah, or PlayStation 3. And they'll give you – what was it? Like 150 towards an Xbox One. Or a, so, or a PlayStation 4. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. So, so I, I had gone and done that and uh, traded in and got that terabyte. With the uh, and you get a free game too. That was another yeah. promotion. They were yeah, another promotion on. that they were that was actually run by Xbox. So it was two different promotions that you got to use together. Yeah. Um, because not X- to mention the terabyte comes with the Halo Master Chief Collection. Exactly. So <laughs> That's like ridiculous. Most, like most people, you tend to want two games. Unless you're getting a PlayStation, you know, if you like when I first got my PlayStation 3, I got uh, the Blu-ray of uh, 300 and Grand Theft Auto 4. So, you know, but here you get two games. And um, and since I had already picked up 
Arkham Knight on Tuesday, I was like, well, I'm not going to get it again for the Xbox because that seems a little redundant. So I, I was looking around like, what am I going to do? So uh, I go, well, what game am I not going to buy on the next gen? So I ended up getting Call of Duty uh, Advanced Warfare, and it looks ridiculous, I have to say, on the Xbox One. Just really great. So I had, so I had actually texted a picture. I told Adam, I did it. And he's like, did what? And then I took a picture of the Xbox One controller, and he was like, yes. Yeah. So, so then I told him about the deal, and he was like, oh, that's that's a pretty good deal. And then I said about the free game. And the next day, this motherfucker. <laughs> and I hustled the fuck out of it, too. Yeah. So I had three PS3s because when I the tax return came through, I got a I got because three of them. Did one for his left hand, one for his right, and one for his right. <sighs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I got three because I have a lot of children. <laughs> but they end, they they end up just collecting onto one of them to play together. So two of them were not being used. So I'm like, all right. Went to GameStop and he's like, well, we can't. We it's kind of against the rules to trade in two identical consoles on one ticket for this deal. It's supposed to just be one. And I go, look, if if it's not messing up the till, I don't see what the problem is. It all works its way out anyway. And I said, you why don't you just split the ticket? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, you do one return. And I used to do this at Best Buy all the time. Do one return. And that gives me the that gives me the the unlock for the the um 150. Then do another return for the one another 150. Put the first one on a trade trading card, and then that third transaction, I'll buy the console. And he goes, okay. <laughs> so I I got the terabyte with the Halo Master Chief and a free copy of that Batman Arkham Knight out the door, hundred bucks. Right. So I was like, ha, ha, motherfucker. <laughs> so I sent him a picture of, uh, I was lazy. So I just sent him a picture. <laughs> I said, Steve, a picture of the Batman. And I go, I go, about that life. Note the platform. <laughs> and Steve's I, all confused. He's like, what? Did, what? <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, I saw note the platform. And I looked up and I'm, I'm at uh, California Chicken Cafe with, uh, with my girlfriend. I went, oh, shit. Like kind of loud. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked up and I was like, Oh, Adam got an Xbox One? I was like, What the fuck? So they didn't yeah, then he proceeds to tell me and we're like, Oh shit. So we've both basically had about the same amount of time to play with our Xbox Ones because we're about that life. That's right. Um so first impressions. Uh I know it's been out for a while, so all of you fuck off. But if you're thinking, yeah, but it just recently got some big updates too. Got some big updates plus the price drop. I mean, I knew with the price drop I was going to get it at least soon, eventually, because I wanted that um, that uh, Tomb Raider, and then you know the fall. And I and I thought for at least for you that Fallout might be a big thing, especially since Xbox yeah. doesn't support mods. And yeah. Because I prefer to play Fallout with a with a controller. Yeah. Um. And, so and I'm excited about that. As well as the uh, backwards compatibility. Yeah. Uh. So I knew it was going to happen, but this was just kind of a good deal. Like I mean, well, not kind of a good deal. It was a good deal. I. Mean, it was stupid. I mean, I was mad because at first I was like, I can't do it, and I was I was actually angry because I'm like, fuck, these deals always come up when I can't do it. Yeah. If it had been like just next month, I'd be able to take care of it no problem. But then when I found I could do the two consoles and you know, and then, and then, and then, you know, so I got that shit done. But it was um 
so what what are we doing first impressions um the interface i'm not in love with it but i'm not in love with ps4's interface either yeah i do like it a little bit more than the ps4 i mean ask me in a week because it is the new one so i don't know if i actually do like it a little bit more or it's just because it's new but they give you way more information which I like. See, I like information overload. Just yeah. give me as much data as possible. Comparative, comparatively to the Xbox 360, it's it's better a, than it's a much more inter, uh, attractive interface because with the 360, it's all the 360 seemed to have a lot of check this out, check this out, check this a out. A lot of filler bullshit. Yeah, and with this one, whatever you just played or just watched, it's that content. Yeah, and Steve, I, Steve even told me because because he asked me. And I, I hadn't played a game yet. Or I was thinking I was thinking about before I had played a game. Because I was like, yeah, it's just boring, you know? And then Steve mentioned, well, when you start doing stuff. And then I realized, yeah, when I went to turn the console off last night, it, it had way more shit on it. Yeah. Like it had Batman shit on it. The background had changed to my recent achievement. Like it was just yeah. crazy shit was going on. Yeah, so I was like, like okay. I, I was watching uh, Star Trek on Netflix. And it showed me like more Netflix and then like information about Star Trek and and that kind of stuff. So it was kind of cool to like see that like okay. So oh, see, the... I didn't do that. I didn't know it could do that. Yeah, it just showed me like Netflix and things like that. So it was it's kind of cool because so it really interacts with whatever you just recently did on there. Um, also, I changed up my gamer tag, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean for me it was it is. I like the fact that you can kind of customize the coloring. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, it, it's – I don't know. I just I, – I think it's – it's here, here it is. With the Xbox 360, it was very localized to the center of the screen. A lot of blank space around the edges. With right. this interface, it fills up the screen. And I think uh, uh, maneuverability through the screen actually is a little smoother, a lot cleaner. It doesn't feel as clunky. Yeah, I agree so, with that. Yeah. That, it's that's, it that's it it's still it's still blocky but right. it looks more like windows 10's version of blocky than windows 8 versions of blocky so it's not it's yeah. not it's very clean it's attractive it's not ugly right you know and i mean um, you would date it but you probably wouldn't marry it right off the bat right right yeah. i mean you definitely would fuck right but it's it's the thing is is that it was confusing because it was new and I was getting frustrated because I was so used to the PS4 right. and the PS, the PS4's interface. It's not that it's simple. It's limited. There's not really not much you could do with the PS4's interface because the way the PS4 does it is your app is doing something. Right. But the interface isn't, it isn't like integrated into the, into the app. So yeah. the interface never changes on a PS4. It's, right. it's just a bar of shit, and you click on what you want. But this one, one thing I really liked was instead of showing me, oh, yeah, it shows the the last game you played, so you can quickly go into it. But if you go to the games and apps, it's just much more organized than the PS4 is. Like, the right. PS4 is, like, just everything's in a long list. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of a pain in the ass for me. But, um, yeah, I'm already making projections of what games I need to get. I know. You know, because it was, it was it, like before, because I I had gotten the PS4, it was like, OK, everything I'm going to get on the PS4, obviously. But now I have a choice and it's like, what the fuck? Now I got to decide which console I want to get it for. And it's like, right. It's like, oh, 
like, I need that kind of pressure in my life. The struggle it's, is real. It's real. Uh, real like- controller, um, Adam and I were talking about this before the podcast, uh, was it feels better. Uh, it has a more tactile feel. It's almost like like if you go from – and Steve knows what I'm talking about. If you go from a membrane keyboard to a mechanical keyboard. Yeah. You can actually feel the button being pressed. Right. And, the, 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 and I'm not saying the, the PS4 controller is not a bad controller. It's worlds ahead of what the PS3 controller was. Right. But it's just – you just get more feedback with the Xbox controller. Yeah. Um, also, one of the things that I noticed because I've, ha- I've used my Xbox 360 a little longer than probably Adam used his – um, especially with the slim version, is that it didn't. It feels a lot smoother in the hand than the old Xbox. The Xbox control, old Xbox controller, felt very angular. Uh, the old little, Xbox controller used to make my hand sweat too. This yeah, one doesn't. Yeah, that I noticed too. It it just it everything's a little smoother. The buttons are a little smoother. Everything's a little nice. Uh, you when know. you slam down on the trigger button, oh, it yeah. doesn't make a click. It makes a soft thud. It's a doo 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 doo. It's, I don't know. The whole controller is just is solid. The D-pad is is way better. Oh yeah, D-pad than the 360. They they finally just they basically said we're just gonna grab a Super Nintendo D-pad and put it on our controller. It's really <laughs> it's really what it feels like. But um, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty. I don't really think it's. We were talking about this too. It's not really necessary to buy that hundred and fifty dollar controller unless you're an uber gamer like, that's your game and like non-stop yeah and you, but if you're someone with a job you know and stuff like that <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like you're, you're not a teenager that just, you're, that just sounded funny like if you have a job um <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it, there's there's certain there's certain people that gaming is a recreational activity that's important to them and then there's other people where it's a lifestyle that's yeah. what they do yeah you know if, if you're one of those people then okay you get the nicer controller but i don't i don't see like me needing it yeah, I thought the setup was quite easy. Um, yeah. uh, and not that the PlayStations was hard. Um, it was. <laughs> uh, but, you know, keep in mind that we're not saying... All the good things that we're saying is not, like, to say that... Excuse me, it overpowers the PlayStation 4. No, I love my PlayStation 4. I, I love my PlayStation 4, too. Um, in fact, I was playing it today using... Um, uh, for Arkham, Arkham Knight... But the one thing that uh, Adam and I did mention, and I thought it was kind of important to talk about, battery life of the controller. Mm. Um, Xbox, um, which I always thought was still kind of annoying that you still have to use batteries. I'm starting to see a reason why, but though. Yeah, but yeah, I'm starting to see that too. But the thing is, is that when you use like the Wiimote, and it's talking about the original Wii, it eats through batteries like a fat kid eats cake. I mean, yeah. it chews up batteries. But with the Xbox 360, I never had to change the batteries all that often. To me, it always came as like, why is this fucker working? And then realizing, oh, yeah, it has batteries. The batteries are probably dead. Uh, right. Because that's how often you changed them. But with the PlayStation 4, I played it about three hours of gaming and then used it at, you know, as the controller for Netflix. And I'm already down to half of battery life. You know, and it's just like, don't. Yeah, my my don't PlayStation controller is always dead. Oh yeah, because it's not just me playing too. Yeah, you know, it's kids too. You know, and sometimes they'll forget to plug the controller and whatever. But I mean, and when they're playing, they always have to have it plugged in. Right. It's and that's a little ridiculous. But the Xbox controller, 
So I didn't buy first. First off, the positioning of the batteries is much more flush with the controller than it was. Yeah, you always. I always felt my fingers were kind of cramped. Yeah. In the 360, you don't even notice there's a battery pack. It, yeah. it slides. It's it's right in the center, um, in between the the two areas that you hold it, and you just kind of slide it off. And there's a battery placement. And you can buy rechargeable. Xbox makes one, and a few other people make one too. But, but I don't um, trust the rechargeable ones because I always seem that they need to be recharged a lot more often. Yeah, and yeah. I put – okay, so it came with two batteries. I didn't note the brand of battery because I was uh, kind of putting it together in a dark room and I wasn't really paying attention. Um, but anyway, I put, I put the two batteries much, in. It was difficult for him to see as he was doing it by candlelight. Exactly. <laughs> Soft music playing. So, um, I, put, I put the batteries in. I played that. Well, let, let me let me really break it down. I hooked it up in my okay. office first because I, I, I wanted it to be um, hard-lined into the internet so I could do the updates and stuff like that. Right. So I um, that was that, that was like did, two – I was going to say that didn't seem to take too long using Wi-Fi though. It was actually, I know. I just I, – I, honestly, I just wanted to use my computer while I could watch it. <laughs> That's really the only difference. Um the, that was kind of whatever because I was turning it off when I wasn't doing anything. So you could add a half an hour, I guess. Right. Then after that, I moved it downstairs and I played Arkham Knight for four solid hours. <laughs> you know, constantly. There was no break. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the next day, today, um, my kids played Halo and, and Batman. But the, basically the controller was on for six hours. So that's like ten and a half hours, and the batteries are still going strong. It's not blinking. It's not telling me, "Hey, fuckhead, you need new batteries." I'm sure it will, like eventually. Yeah, but but I was very impressed by yeah. by the um the, and and I think too, because aren't the PlayStation controllers Bluetooth? Yeah, they're Bluetooth. Bluetooth sucks a battery dry. Yeah, although I mean, in the the benefit, the the good thing about what sony did with the playstation 4 is allowing you to put it in standby mode still allows the controllers to charge yes that's a huge deal it does and i don't know if the xbox will do that because i don't have the recharge pack yet and i'll probably still get it um eventually because i know that as soon as there's a day that i the batteries die and i don't have batteries i'll go buy a recharge pack right but um you can plug that into because the cool thing is the Xbox has on the left hand side a 3.0 port. Yes, and it's powered. So if you plug your controller into that, it will charge fucking controller in less than an hour. Yeah. It'll have a fully charged controller. I fucking I plugged my phone in that shit yesterday. <laughs> charged <laughs> it up. Um, but but like for me, like I was telling Adam before, was the fact that the chair the the recliner that i used to play my playstation isn't that far so i can use the cord from the playstation comfortably but not a lot of people have that option yeah see i can't i I, one is the cable's too short and then i also i found i found too that the cable always falls out of the playstation controller really it doesn't grab onto it but then again i'm you i'm not using the one that the place i just use whatever cables around oh okay yeah. you know so that's probably why i use the playstation one and that like you know grips like you know fucking microsoft branded everything in that box the hdmi cable says fucking xbox on dude the it. hdmi like, cable is way overdone for no apparent reason i was I, like no one's even gonna see this fucking thing and it's all high class and squared <laughs> off and, and it has the got, xbox symbol on it and it's got that big extra like uh c- cylindrical um 
coupling over there, you know, near the port. I'm like, what the? F-? I go, what? I mean, I I like I like when cables are marked. So if I'm changing things, I know what it is. But you could have simply just put a tag on it. I know it wasn't I, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't even. I'm not even using that one yet because I have one that was already connected to the TV that I took out of my Xbox. So I was like, oh, I'll just plug it right in there, so I don't have to go behind the TV. But yeah, I, I I have to buy another HDMI cable because um I had one broke recently and i had to give i i I had one ps3 that wasn't hooked up so it wasn't a big deal oh yeah but i had to give an hdmi cable with the ps3 to trade it in oh yeah yeah yeah. so now i can't hook up my ps4 Uh, because i don't have a cable so i have to um that one's gonna stay in my bedroom hmm. for the because because well here's the main reason for this one my wife likes it because most of her cutesy games are on the PS4 and stuff like that. Right. And then, and then also, um, when that Kingdom Hearts drops, yeah, I'm trying to lay in bed and play that. That's I don't need to be go. sitting up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. So I already three games that I definitely want to get for the Xbox One. Um, FIFA 16, and that's mostly for my kids. They really mm-hmm. want it. Yeah. And I stick them on that one. Got to get that Tomb Raider. All right. And the Gears of War collection, yeah, those yeah, are the three I'm getting. I, I, for me, I, it yeah, it's gonna be. I think even though I don't play it, I don't play PC. I think I'll probably get Fallout Four for Xbox. Um, uh, I will do uh, obviously Tomb Raider, the Gears. Of you War. don't usually play games like Fallout Four too. It's gonna be a mind fuck for you. Yeah, it's, you're you're gonna every Fallout starts the same way. You have a little linear path to get out of the vault mm-hmm. and then as soon as you get out of the vault the sun will blind you for a second and then it fades in and then it doesn't tell you shit <laughs> it's like you can go anywhere go figure it out uh um i'm I, i'm still on the fence of fallout because yeah i don't usually play it but i i want to at least try it uh i will i probably i know i'll get that new forza game because i want to mm. that uh when that comes out because that looked really really fucking sick um i mean it looks sick but i like more kart racing games yeah and i'm wondering if they're gonna come out with a kart uh, racing and uh yeah so i think at this point those are the games that i'm probably looking at unless they come out with some special like you know incentive for one version versus the other but uh i think for like uh battlefront i'm still gonna probably do ps4 um of course, Kingdom Hearts and the Uncharted series on the PS4. Yeah, yeah, so, of course. But so uh, yeah, it's like it's it's cool. And I had a friend, to, and this is the last thing I'm going to say on it. I had a friend to ask me today. He goes, "Why did you buy an Xbox One?" And I go, "Why?" Or not? He goes, <laughs> "He goes, um, don't you have a PS4?" He goes, "Do you really need to?" Like he wasn't being a dick. He was just asking a real question. Like, do you really need to go on the list? Well, for me, there's two reasons. One, because I could. Right. Let's be honest. Right. And two, I have so many people in my house. It's kind of justified, you know. We're all we're all gamers. All my kids are gamers, and you know, they're not all crowded around one console. Right. All the time, tying it up so I can't play. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's. I know that one of the consoles will be, and it most likely will end up being the PS4. Mm-hmm. Will be the one the one that has the games that I play for a long time, like Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that. Right. Because I know no kid will tie it up. Yeah. 
and the Xbox will be more for the the games I play with them or the the action games and stuff like that. Right. So it sorts itself out. Yeah, I mean, this you know, it was funny because like, you know, Heather asked me kind of in that roundabout way, like, what's the difference? Like, what what exactly is the difference between them? And I go, well, you know, to be honest, there's really not that much of a difference between them. I mean, there's not certain, anymore. Not anymore. I go, there's certain graphics and things like that, but a lot of it is because for me it's like some games that i do want to play are exclusive to certain consoles but at the same time you know i find certain consoles are better for certain genres of games than than others so for me i you know and and adam knows i've had i had a ps3 xbox 360 and a wii you know so it's like and now uh you know it's like now i have those and a vita so it's kind of like I just, I just like to play them, and I like to not be encumbered. Because if I just got an Xbox, I'd want a PS4, and mm-hmm. because of the exclusives like Uncharted and and Kingdom Hearts and all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, I know there's games yeah, that are Sony. Like, Sony is definitely killing it for exclusives. Yeah, and because and, the the only exclusive I really care about, but I do really care about on the Xbox is Halo. Yeah. Especially after I saw that Guardians at yeah. E3, I was like, "Oh, yeah." And the, and now with ba- and see the thing for me because like some people, you know, and and I go and now when you have Microsoft with backwards compatibility, I yeah. still have quite a few Xbox 360 games. It a lot. It gives me the reason to cling on to those and use them later. Like to I can to cling on them. To c- <laughs> yeah, to cling on them. You know, <laughs> today is a good day to die. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, it allows me to keep them and continue playing them later with updates, you know, and trophies like we saw with Gears of War, which I do have the disc for that original game. So right. for me, it was like that was an extra incentive. So it was like, OK, so if I get that, I'm not completely ditching everything and starting over like I am with the PS4. But, yeah. you know, and for me, I do like unlike Adam, I like first person shooters you know call of duty well, i like first person shooters when they're called halo for, <laughs> for some reason i've always loved it and i think because it's more about the story i've i've read steve knows i've read a few of the books and i i like that universe and i i like the the run and gun aspect of it because it, it just it reminds me of like old school quake and stuff like that where you didn't have to worry about 15 different variations of shit right right you right. know but i mean I I don't dislike first person shooters as a whole. I'm just tired of it being the main focus of gaming. You know, the, the, it's because first person shooters are essentially a one, you know, it's a one trick pony. You're you're right. shooting people. That's that's really all it is. And you have some games that are way more in a different genre that are way more thought out and intricate and people kind of gloss over them because Call of Duty's coming out. And that happened with the recent um Dragon Age. Dragon Age Inquisition came out. It was a big release. But then a call out game, call out, call of duty comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" You know, it's yeah. like, what? Why? <laughs> and I but, and I like the fact that a lot of like the new like Fallout is gonna release, you know, Fallout Three through backwards compatibility. Right. And and then you know I've always been kind of like meh on the uh, Tom Clancy games, but then finding out you're gonna get, you know, uh, you know you're gonna get some of them too. It's like. Okay, so now there's an extra incentive. So for me, it was just simply, you know, I, I, and Adam and I said this from the start, we were going to get both. We just knew that. It was just a matter of when. I never thought I would get two consoles in less than two months. 
<laughs> yeah, it took but, me a little bit more time, but not much. Yeah. Like maybe three. I was re- I was really surprised though after you know because Adam hadn't heard anything about that, and I had um, saw it on Polygon, and so I was like, oh, what? I can do that. And then yeah. you know, was talking to my brother about it, and I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. So, all right. I just want to say <laughs> that I technically own every Halo game that that's ever been made now. Yeah. Because I have the Master Chief Collection, and then on my Xbox 360 account, and it's soon coming to backwards compatibility, both of them. I have Halo Reach and Halo ODST. Oh. Um, and I also own even that top-down Halo game that came out on PC. So get on my <laughs> level. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all he's saying. Yeah. All right. I think we talked enough about our Xbox. Yeah. Uh, so have we? Have we, Steve? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about it next week <laughs> after yeah. we've had another week to, or no, in two weeks actually. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and just a reminder, we will not, we won't be doing a sh- this show next week because we are going to be taking the Fourth of July weekend off. Uh, yes, for those of you outside of the United States, that's where the United States celebrates its birthday, and we get a weekend. So. Uh, or I get a three-day weekend. Adam doesn't. Um, I get a floating holiday. You get a floating holiday. Yes. So uh, we we, de- um, we decided that we would take the holiday off, so then we don't have to worry about this until Monday or Sunday night to Monday. So, yeah, so we'll have new shows for you next week, but we just won't be doing the main podcast. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks for that. And, uh, yeah, so, so on to something that was – I thought it was kind of interesting because I heard a lot about it over the week. Um, and I'm just going to read the short story because it comes from Ars Technica. Uh, Microsoft MVP uh, Patrick Baker, who spends a large portion of his time analyzing, debugging, and helping other people tra- troubleshoot win- uh, Windows, has discovered that Samsung is a- actively disabling Windows Update on some of its PCs. Uh, Barker stumbled across the issue while attempting to assist a user who found that the Windows Update quote, kept getting disabled randomly, end quote, by using um, Audipol and registry security auditing, Baker discovered, or Barker discovered that a program called disable underscore windows update.exe has been run every time the PC booted up and the um, exe file unfortunately belonged to Samsung's SW update suite. The SW update is exactly what it sounds like. It's one of those bundled OEM tools that obstinately keeps all your PC software and drivers up to date. In this case, though, the SW update also installs a service that regularly downloads and ex- executes a file called disable underscore Windows update exe directly from Samsung servers. The file is even digitally signed by Samsung but not run it unless you want to disable Windows Update. Obviously, um, considering SW Update is meant to keep your computer updated, Barker's a little bit perturbed, so he opened up a chat window with Samsung support to find out why Windows Update is being disabled. Here's what the support rep had to say. When you enable Windows Updates, it will install the default drivers for all the hardware, no laptop, uh, for all the hardware, no laptop, which may or may not work. For example, if there is a USB 3.0 on your laptop, the port may not work with the installation of updates. So to prevent this, SW Update tool may prevent the Windows update. Uh, we don't have a recent Samsung uh, laptop uh, uh, 
I think it meant to say on hand, uh, Samsung left the laptop market in Europe uh, a year ago. Oh, this is from uh, Ars Technica UK. That's why. But it sounds like the default class drivers, which are... They speak English funny. Yeah, I know. Uh, so. <laughs> which are pushed out via Windows Update are perhaps not compatible with Samsung's implementation of USB 3.0 or at least one model of laptop. Disabling Windows Update is an incredibly brute force way of making sure that your user's USB port is still um, still works. Uh, especially as users get no say in the matter. Even if you happen to be poking around the control panel and notice the Windows update has been disabled and re-enable it, it will get disabled again on your next reboot. Uh, would you like... Uh, who would think to go to their re um, control panel to make sure their setting hasn't been overridden? Uh, we've reached out to both Samsung and Microsoft for a comment, and they haven't returned... Uh, returned at the time of publishing there have been two updates to this article one was on the 24th uh, we heard back from samsung though it isn't very informative quote we are aware of mr barker's claims regarding windows 8.1 updates on our computers we take security concerns very seriously and we're working with microsoft to address this matter end quote on the 25th we have another update from samsung though it seems it seems to have missed the point, obviously. Uh, the accusation is that Samsung is blocking Windows Update uh, itself, uh, not any specific update. Quote, it's not true that we are blocking a Windows 8.1 operating system update on, your on our computers. As part of our commitment to consumer satisfaction, we are providing our, our users with a option to, ch to choose if and when they want to update to Windows software on their products, end quote. Wow, that has nothing to do with what... Uh, yeah, they basically just weren't listening. They just wanted to say whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Microsoft also issued a statement. Windows Update remains a critical component to our security commitment uh, to our customers. We do not recommend disabling or modifying Windows Updates in any way as this has exposed the customer to uh, increased security risk. We are in contact with Samsung to address this issue. So... Wanted to get your thoughts on that. <laughs> um, well, I just think it's funny because Samsung is is notorious for shit fucking uh, updates. Yeah, for their for their hardware and stuff. Um, obviously, I'm gonna say straight off the bat: if you're buying, you're buying fucking a pre-made desktop, you're making a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and and I only say that because I used to not feel that way, but nowadays. It's just it's a fucking holy mess now, and you better know what you're doing because it, it's every one of them is guilty of it now. And Samsung is one of the worst. Like they they cram their computer with so much fucking well, just extra look at their bullshit. Just look at their yeah, phones. their phones too. I mean, I was actually impressed with the Note. It didn't have too much on there, and I was able to disable stuff that I didn't want. But yeah, but Samsung, yeah, with their phones, they have a bunch of extra shit on there. And it's just all that extra stuff wants to talk to each other at the same time. And it's it's not Windows that's causing a problem. It's Samsung. Mm -hmm. you know, Samsung should have disabled their own fucking updates <laughs> and let <laughs> Windows take care of it. Because, yeah, and they're, they're riding on the, the coattails of the recent Windows update was having issues on Windows 8 and stuff. But that's so far and in between when it happens with Microsoft. It's just like, whatever, bitches. Right. You know, bitches. Bitches be bitches. Bitches be bitches, and then they get stitches and go in ditches with other bitches. Damn. So, yeah, 
It's just, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. You know. All right. This is time we jump into some real news now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bitches. So this, this is going to be pretty short. New Spider-Man's been cast. Uh, Tom Holland has been cast as Marvel's new Spider-Man. He'll make his first appearance in Captain America Civil War, which has been confirmed that he is immediately gone out to Atlanta to start shooting his uh, scenes for Captain America Civil War. Uh, it's interesting because he's a relative unknown, uh, but he's done a few movies called The Impossible, Wolf, um, Wolf Hall, and The Upcoming In the Heart of the Sea. Uh and it's surprising that they actually went with a very new director to direct the upcoming Spider-Man movie, which is expected to open in on July 28th, 20, 2017. And it's, he's called John Watts, who actually is, uh, who's only had, whose only other feature was a horror movie called Clown in 2014. And he just has a movie that hits Sundance this year called Cop Car. Which is, uh, and uh, some re- some uh, early reviews of that movie weren't all that impressive. Right. They said, but he's worked with kids before, pre-adolescent kids, so maybe he. And since Spider-Man's supposed to take place in um, high school still, you know, he may it may actually probably pull to be, you know, good. But some people were saying that probably the the use of. Uh, him as a uh, new director is because he's still relatively new and will probably have will be better at doing what Marvel wants, you know, because you have some. There's been a lot of directors that have come in with their own ideas and then end up getting, you know, end up leaving the project because. Yeah, and Marvel's going to keep this very closed hand, especially um, with with this one. Yeah, they're going to want to do it in a very exact way. Yeah. So whoever's directing the film is going to need to follow basically an instruction manual. Right. And put their own feel to it. You know what I mean? But but they Marvel's not going to let you have freedom of expression yeah. with their first Spider-Man movie. You right. Know, or and, Spider-Man and, in the in the Marvel universe. Right. And what's funny though is that you have some people that are all like fucking Marvel, you know, they're just they want all these controls and stuff like that. It's like, look, we've had directors that have done freedom of expression. Remember the first Hulk movie by Ang Lee? Yeah. We all remember how that turned out. Daredevil, you know, all of those, you know, fuck they, Batman and Marvel, Robin. Batman and Robin? <laughs> yeah. Marvel, Marvel and DC with people people who say that don't understand comic books. These movies are so intertwined with each other that everyone has to be on the same page. Right. You can't you can't be going off in the fucking la la land because it's not going to make sense when the next movie comes out. Right. You know, so it's it's just the way it is and I'm sure the directors that that sign on know what they're doing. They know what they're getting into. And some that don't and some that realize that maybe it's not too much they leave. Exactly, like yeah. the recent uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, the she Wonder Woman. Oh, Edgar Wright, who's supposed to do Ant Man, and Ant Man's coming out, you know, next yeah. month. Uh, so, you know, it's and some directors, like you know, Joss Whedon has said that you know, doing the second one was painful because Marvel had an idea of what they needed and how they wanted it done. The problem is, is when you get into a movie that is connected and does set up other movies and stuff like that, and Marvel hasn't really been wrong yet. You know, the only movie that's really kind of been free to do what it want was Guardians of the Galaxy because it didn't affect anyone else. 
Yeah, it was um, it was open ended basically. Yeah, it was kind of a standalone. So, you know, but uh, especially with Spider Man, they they've wanted Spider Man back for so long. They've got it. They're not gonna let anyone fuck this up. So, I agree so. with everything that you're saying. <laughs> Adam stall tactics. <laughs> I'm stalling. Okay. Um, the links so, in the show notes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> shut up. Um, the upcoming sequel, Jesus Independence Christ. Day, has been called Independence Day Two for quite some time. <laughs> which which makes sense, but yeah. still, because there was a one. Now there's a right. Two. So now there's a two because it is the second one. You know? Math people. Um, <laughs> math bitch. <laughs> However, they have decided to give it a proper name because they don't really do that anymore. I remember most sequels, it would always be like that. There would oh, yeah. be two, and then they would have maybe a little tag after it, but whatever. But now, this one is called Independence Day Resurgence. Ooh. Very, very heavy word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Resurgence will see Jeff Goldblum, who played David Levinston, uh, Vivica A. Fox, who played Jasmine the Stripper. I don't know how she's going to be any bearing on the storyline of the new one maybe she'll be like some like presidential post like if they make her like an astronaut or something i'm gonna be like what the fuck (laughs) she was a stripper um my man brent spiner coming back i wonder how Uh, they're gonna do that was he gonna be his twin brother my my brother was killed by the aliens oh yeah he was killed wasn't he i forgot about that dr brackish okun um and bill pull pullman yeah mr president it's the president, Thomas Whitmore, uh, reprising the roles from the original film. Uh, newcomers, uh, Liam Hemsworth, mm-hmm. uh, Jess, Jesse. Thor's little brother. <laughs> Thor's little brother. Just as fucking handsome. I don't know what the hell they were drinking. Their parents were on some weird experimental drug. Um, what was that? What was um, that fucking Saturday Night Live skit with uh, where they like, we wanted someone who looked like Thor. We didn't know we were going to actually like, cast yeah, Thor. Thor. <laughs> They said I couldn't have sex with regular women because my penis was extraordinarily large. Yeah, <laughs> so great. Um, Jesse, Jesse Usher, uh, Mieka. There's fucking people in the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One, though, is Will Smith will not be coming back, and that was kind of interesting to me. He's been doing that a lot lately. Like, yeah, he doesn't do movies anymore. He only does specific films that usually suck. Yeah, you know, so whatever. He should have done um, this because, to be honest, he hasn't had a good slate of work unless he thinks, "Oh well, Suicide Squad will do it for me." I honestly think he doesn't like acting anymore because if you notice, he the he'll do a movie if his son's in it, <laughs> so he's trying to help his son out, and I I respect that. You know what I mean? He's a big name, you know, whatever. And then the Suicide Squad. I feel like he was just a fan of it or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's just got so much money. He doesn't have to work. He's just doing it for fun. Yeah. And I respect that, too. You know, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Resurgence is based on a script co-written by Emmerich, which, um, who, who's the original? The original dude that wrote the original one, um, which just depicts all of Earth working together to create a defense network to defend against a possible alien attack. Of course, we don't need details to know this may not go as planned. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for this movie because it looks like, and it kind of makes sense. It looks like due to the first attack, humanity's technology has jumped forward. 
right. uh, when it comes to space travel, and they're they're doing stuff on the moon, I guess, and and stuff like that. And I'm I'm kind of excited. Just I I, I always like that when it's the near future and it's a civilization, or they're they're using human civilization and just getting into space. Like it, that right. always interests me, you know. So I mean, yeah, it's probably going to be just a little popcorn movie, whatever. But um, I'm kind of excited to see it. I love the first one. We'll be like, able- I know a lot. Oh, go ahead. No, I know a lot of people said the first one was corny, but I saw it when I was a little kid. Yeah. So it was like, this movie's great. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> it's still fun. It's still fun. You can poke fun at, fun at it. The, the, the Independence Day speech is still one of my favorites. We shall not yeah. go quietly into the night. You're standing up. When you I know. Your hands that. over your heart. You know, you're just like... <laughs> You know, <laughs> one <laughs> single tear for America. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't know it because you can't see it because it's behind you. The American flag drapes down from behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that whole speech is just like, yeah. And the one guy in that tank, which always cracks me up, where he's saluting and he gives like that, like completely enthusiastic salute, super dramatic salute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I'm, I think I'll catch this if they have I it at watch it. I watch it every Fourth of July. I do too. It's always on TV. Oh yeah. Um, this movie, I think the special effects hold up too. Yeah, actually they I do. Think it still looks good. And um, Jeff it looks... Hirsch as Jeff Goldwyn's dad was great. In oh, that I love him. Man. He's, He's so great. So awesome. Um, but if this is the kind of movie that if it comes out in IMAX, go spend the extra couple bucks because you know it's going to be crazy. Right. I saw uh, the last movie I saw at IMAX was the third Batman movie, and I did not regret it. And that's mostly talking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, we'll get to see, though, if uh, if Apple saves the day again, you know, or if product placement goes to Microsoft, you know, Jeff Goldblum pulling out that surface. <laughs> you know what, though? I would not be shocked because Microsoft's been doing <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Microsoft's been doing that a lot lately, though, the product placement. And I, I, I think... I kind of think Microsoft's been a little classier about it than Apple. Yeah. And you know, you're noticing where you'll see people with a Mac, but they cover up the yeah the, the uh, Apple symbol. Apple. So I, I think Apple isn't really doing that anymore. But fucking Windows is like whatever. Thanks for the torch, and they just actually, run with it. If you watch like um, Arrow and the Flash, heavy product placement by Microsoft. Uh, but, but they yeah. do it in they do it in an organic way. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Like, yeah, you're seeing the branding and stuff, but it's not like they're like they hold their tablet up in front of the camera. Let me see. Bro. <laughs> you don't hear the the boot up uh, music from <laughs> Windows like ninety. Hey, but but that's the that's the reason. That's one of the main reasons everyone fell in love with Apple was was marketing. Yeah. So Microsoft's just catching on. They're like, "Fuck this, man! We got some sexy stuff going on. We're going to show everybody yeah. what's what." <laughs> motherfucker that's right motherfucker <laughs> sorry <laughs> all right so moving on into gaming news with the uh release of the limited edition batman playstation 4 which dropped late monday night it seemed that it seemed like the worst time to announce the release of a new one terabyte playstation 4 hey guys we're gonna do it too yeah well, it did it did happen, and you cannot imagine how upset I was when I purchased mine a bit over a month ago. Unfortunately <laughs> for all of us in North America, we don't have to worry about this for a bit. The Europe, European PlayStation blog announced on Monday that the PlayStation 4 Ultimate Player Edition will be coming to Europe um, on July 15th 
after the announcement of Microsoft's Xbox uh, one terabyte Xbox One during E3, uh, we knew Sony was going to have a version. Uh, quote, offering twice the storage for an existing PS4, the post reads, you'll be able to download more games you love for, um, to your PlayStation 4, extend your play with a great, uh, with more great add-on content, and, and save and share even more of your best gaming highlights. As far as price goes, Sony claims that you need to check your local retailer for, in, um, for information. As of press time, Sony claims to have no plans to make an announcement at this time for the U.S., uh, given that Microsoft just uh, made their announcement last week, it would seem a bit close for them to do it now. Uh, I have a feeling that we should hear something towards the end of summer or maybe even holiday. Um, now, for are you going to hold out for the PlayStation 4 or get the standard one? Uh, and does the one terabyte make a difference? Let us know uh, for those of you that haven't got it yet. Um, in actuality, uh, what... I found out later was that it was going to drop, I think this week in Japan first, yeah. then next week in uh, or next month in uh, Europe. And Sony at the time said they had no plans to uh, to announce a U.S. version, which obviously would seem a little too close, given that Microsoft just released theirs what last week. Yeah, they they just don't want to look like they're they're doing it because Xbox was doing it. Right. And I I don't think they are because that's always the next logical step. Yeah. It, they start releasing it with bigger bigger hard drives. And I mean, it's gonna only... be it's gonna also be a little lighter from what I from what I've read. Um, lighter. I was setting up my Xbox One. I almost broke my fucking hand. Fuck, I know. That was one of the things <laughs> I noticed because when I picked up the Xbox from uh, – picked up There was a up, time I had both consoles, one in each hand because yeah. I was setting things up. And I was like, there's significantly more weight in the Xbox hand. Yeah, when I picked up the Xbox, I was like, holy shit, this thing is heavy. And then I picked up the uh, – and then you like, you know, you pick up the, uh, the PlayStation. It was like I carried that under my arm chilling you know chilling and it's like and then you pick up the other one you're just like what the fuck i think i dislocated something i'm I mean, not quite sure <laughs> not that it really matters because that's what i never understood like oh i have to get the slim version of it. why it's under your tv who gives a fuck what it looks like yeah, you know I what know. i mean like you know, fucking steve over there with the original ps3 big fuck boss yeah. this fucking thing is huge that thing is like what eight years old now I i'm think? surprised that shelf is still sitting up I fucking, well when i talk picked, about heavy. when i picked it up when i picked it up is a slight indentation in the glass so you mm. know it, <laughs> but uh yeah you know it, I, yeah and i have a 500 um, i bought that see this is how old it was it's the old fatty it had a 40 gig when yeah. i bought it now it, ha it still has it has the 500 gig that i bought <laughs> And replaced it with. But, well, see, yeah. I was talking to my wife when we got the Xbox because I spent a hundred for the terabyte, but I could have spent sixty for a five hundred gig. Right. And she's like, "Well, I mean, the PlayStation's a five hundred gig. You weren't upset about that." And I said, "Well, one, there wasn't any other option. Right. Um, and two, Sony makes it so I can put a normal laptop drive if I need to. Yeah. And it's very easy to do with the PS4. It's literally just pop it in, it formats it, you're good to go." So for me, I don't care because I know if I run out of space one day on the PS4, I can spend 50 bucks, go get a fucking like two terabyte drive. Right. And, and then throw it into my thing in and there. call it a day. You know what I mean? And but also, with the Xbox, and, it's different. And with the Xbox, it installs all the games on there. It like, well, PlayStation does that too. Yeah, but it just seems to take a lot longer with the fucking Xbox. 
Like, it took forever to install Arkham Knight. I was like, God damn, please. I just want to play. I know. You're sitting there. It's like, if you're anxious to play a game, get in there, get it going, and then just, like, take a shower, eat dinner, fuck yeah. your bitch. Do don't, sit there, don't sit there and wait. Oh, yeah. Because you'll just fucking, it's like paint dry. Because I, I was doing shit. I was playing WoW. While I was waiting, yeah. but like you, Steve knows my setup. But I have a 32 inch um, as a second monitor on a shelf to the left of me, mm-hmm. and I had the X- the Xbox hooked up to that. So I wasn't waiting, but I can see it. So I kept looking over, going, "Jesus fucking Christ!" It made it feel <laughs> like it took eight days. Like oh, I was yeah. like, "Jesus!" And it was still downloading Halo. The kids were playing Halo all day, but. I guess it pauses the download or something because okay. it lets you. I don't know how it does it, but it lets you play it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, after they were, about halfway through, you're able to get that. You I think it streams it, it or yeah. something. But um, they were well, they were playing the first Halo too, so that probably the downloaded first. But the better. um, they were playing that, and then once they were done, I went to turn the console off, and it said it was fifty six percent down. I'm like Jesus yeah. Christ! But the that's eighty gigs. That's four fucking yeah. games. And Halo 4 is no joke. I'm sure that's fucking huge. Yeah, but um, I, I actually like – I know it takes longer and you got to worry about size. But being – coming from being mainly a PC gamer, I, I love installing the game because the load times while I'm playing the game are significantly shorter. And I noticed that with Arkham Knight. Yeah, I, was, did, I didn't notice – like I didn't realize that the load time would be quite a bit. So – like I watched Netflix to make sure my internet connection was good, and then I go, all right. So I dropped it in there, sat there for a minute, and it's like two percent, yeah, three percent. I'm like, oh fuck. It's also better for the disc drive too, because you're not gonna wear it out as as quick. Yeah. Because remember the original PlayStation's, the disc drive was always yeah. the first thing to go. Yeah. Because it was constantly to... reading it... from that fucking disc. Yeah, where the yeah where you had to send in the original Xbox um PlayStation two, to get them fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, so we know that Super Mario Maker is coming out, and I, I think this is the game that might make me get a Wii U. I might have all three mm. because this game looks dope. Um, Super Mario Maker, just to refresh your memories, Wii U title. Um, you can make uh, Mario levels in various different art styles: NES style, Super NES style. I don't think it goes above Super NES. It's always side-scrolling. Um, and you can make your own levels and share them with other people and play other people's levels. It's a great idea. Um, well, a lot of people worried, okay, well, what if we don't have it hooked up to the internet? Now, that people might laugh when they hear that, but when you think about a Wii U and how many children have it, a lot of parents don't like their, their children's console to be hooked up to the internet. Very young, you know. Yeah. Um, so people were worried, you know, well, are they going to have to make their own things to play? Well, Nintendo was like, no. In a recent uh, Nintendo UK listing, uh, it was stated, quote, there are also 100... 100 courses included that you can play without an internet connection. Um, so this is this is good for two reasons for me. One, yes, if you don't have an internet connection, you'll still have something to play that you didn't make. Yeah. And also inspiration. So for the younger for the younger kids that maybe didn't play these older classic side scrolling type games, they can um they can play it and kind of say, okay, this is how it is. This is how it works. You know, this should go here. And then that kind of helps build the skill up a little bit because most games now are not like this. They're three dimensional. I know even the new super Mario brothers is, is, is 3d, you know, it's not side scrolling. So I think that's going to be really good. I think it was a really smart um, move from Nintendo. This game though, 
I don't know, man. Steve knows. I've been telling yeah. him because this and and buying a Wii U is not. It's not really going to break the bank, right? You know, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind uh, picking this up. Not right now. I just yeah. got a fucking next. Like Jesus, let's calm down. You know, <laughs> tomorrow I get a text with Mario on the front. Like, got that Wii U though, <laughs> motherfucker. And a Vita in the other hand, <laughs> with a 3DS on my head. You know, like, then, Jesus. then I send him the next one. I send him a picture of the Wii U, a 3DS, and a Pippin. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I said a picture I'm standing next to three arcade car- carriage I'm just like what up motherfucker? I, I bought this arcade down the street my, my next one is a ColecoVision fucking Intellivision <laughs> I have one of those I, I bought a Dance Dance Revolution machine that'd be my next one like it's gonna be a constant pissing contest I bought I, Nintendo I, <laughs> I'm standing in front of the building like what you're up, kicking Iwata out the building you know there's a bunch of Japanese people bowing to me. Like, not not like slavery bowing, like the respect bow. I don't want to get. He's got a, kabi- a kabuki robe that's just a little too short, <laughs> or not short enough. <laughs> yeah. Out of out of the three companies, I figured I'd say I'd buy Nintendo because I'm not that rich. Exactly. Yeah, I can't. Buy, I'm not buying Xbox or Sony. Um, but it's uh, I don't know the Wii the Wii U to me. Like I want one. But it's hard for me to justify getting one right now because there's only a few games that I'm really interested. I'm not a. I've never been a Smash Brothers player. That game is so monotonous and boring to me, and and a lot of that has to do. I'm not competitive at all. Yeah. In games, and if you if you don't have that competitive streak, it's the same reason I don't play sports games or care about sports. Like I, I just don't. I don't care about competition. For me, other than other than pissing contests with Steve, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just fun. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I mean, no, because for me, it's like you know, uh, and it's funny too because I'd like to get a I'd like to get a Wii U, but it's always kind of been lower on my list uh, to get. And only reason I would get it would be because of Mario Kart. Um, I like you know super smash brothers would be a fun one for me and i like playing those but i like playing those when i have like people over or like my brother wants to play or or something like that um but uh yeah and mario maker was what well, saw that a long time ago. well we saw that last year we were like that was so dope oh we need this game like here's here's another reason why i'm kind of on the fence too nintendo is already talking about a new console and Nintendo has always been okay with backwards compatibility. I don't want to buy a Wii U. Right. Then their new one drops, and all the Wii U games work on that console. Because then I'll be pissed off. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, fuck. I, you know, I should have just waited. Right. And I have plenty of games going on that I, I probably will just end up waiting until the new console drops. Because now I'm hearing that new Zelda title is going to be a launch title on the new console. Well, you know, well for, I mean, right now, we just that long-awaited one we thought about was a 3DS. Um, yeah, the 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 one where we were just hearing rumors about it, but the the one where we actually saw video of. Oh right. The, Nintendo's been hinting that they might delay it so much that it's going to be a launch title for that new, and that would be smart for them because they would launch with a really solid title. Well, that's the thing, and that's the but... problem with the Wii U is that it didn't launch with any Mario titles, Zelda, nothing. Yeah. And it only launched with games that came out a year ago. And, or a year before it launched with Arkham City. And Ar- I was like, yeah, really, Arkham guys? City and I've beaten that game three times already. Yeah, and it was already like, really, guys? And then the all these games had already been out like six months before. I was like, come on, guys, what are you doing? Yeah. So, but, yeah. But now it seems like 
I, I, I'm expecting big things from Nintendo's next console because I feel like they are slowly, but they're learning a little bit from what they're doing with the Wii U and how I, I think the pad thing is a good idea if they just utilize it better. Yeah. And the Mario Maker, they're fully utilizing that pad for drawing and putting things like they're doing it perfectly. Yeah. You know, so if they do that and they see that the consumer base is like, wow, this pad is really fucking cool right. when you give me functionality with it. Yeah. You know, then because I mean, I know it does the screen sharing and all, but that's that's not most people don't there. care about. Yeah, that. that's just cool. It, it's not it's not something you're going to buy a console for. Yeah, it's like the sharing with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox. Like, it's like, yeah, it's cool. But how many people actually do it? And then when Windows 10 drops, Xbox is going to do that too. So yeah. it's not even a cool feature anymore. Everybody's going to do it. Yeah. I might get a Surface just so I can fucking play with my Xbox in the house. Dude, I'll get get that fucking uh, HoloLens and shit. I'll be playing Minecraft and be like, you know, fucking throwing that shit on a table. You Ugh. know what, though? With that Windows 10 <sighs> screen sharing, with that Windows 10 sharing thing, I was thinking, and I don't know if they'll do this, but it would be cool. They make one of those, like, um, hdmi sticks like a google google oh, tv yeah. right. and have like a very slimmed down version of windows 10 on it and then you could stream games to just another tv mm. oh did you hear what they're gonna oh well, actually i'll talk about this later uh because okay. it's actually a windows 10 bit but um yeah that'd be yeah that would be interesting all right all right so moving on to the comic news comic-con is uh just about two weeks away so fuck already dude i know Jeez. Um, so DC has an, DC entertainment has announced, uh, panels for, uh, the upcoming con. So, uh, here's a quick rundown of some of the panels, uh, from iconic characters and emerging heroes. You're going to get, uh, talent from some of the biggest comic books like, uh, Superman. You're going to get, uh, the writer, Jen Loon Yang, uh, Batgirl's artist, Babs Tarr and writers Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher. Uh, Bizarro's writer Heath Coulson is going to be there. You're going to get the writing team from Cyborg. And uh, some of the new DC Universe panels will be there. Uh, Mysteries in Space will be there on Thursday. Superman, Justice for All, and The Bad Guys all on Friday. On Saturday, The Lighter Side. Batman featuring all-star creative team Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Uh, and the upstarts featuring uh, their writers as well as and this one is a panel for the multiversity grant morrison is going to be there to explain to fans and look back and forward onto his far-reaching effects of the multiversity uh so don't miss uh, dc's uh grant morrison the multiversity as well as on saturday uh, Grant Morrison, The Multiverse City, and beyond. Adam and I had the pleasure of being at one of his panels. Uh, mm-hmm. back, what was it 2011? Mm-hmm. And great speaker. He yeah. He really just cuts through all the pretense and just immediately goes to answering your questions. He he is he's such a good good speaker, and I I like listening to him and and hearing him talk. Uh, there's also going to be a Justice League panel, of course, with Geoff Johns. Um, uh, let's see, DC TV, uh, they're going to have a panel featuring the creative officer, Jeff Johns, Mark Guggenheim from Arrow and DC's Legend of Tomorrow, Andrew Kreisberg from Flash and Arrow, Heath Coulson, uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis and more. 
Uh, Vertigo titles are going to be out there on Thursday. Uh, Mag Mad Magazine, which is owned by um, Warner Brothers, will be out there on the Thursday. Some D- uh, creative minds behind DC Collectibles get a sneak peek at some of the upcoming uh, releases on Thursday. Yeah. Um, as well as oh, and here's the exclusive: the ones that most people probably want. Exclusive variant comic books will be available at SDCC uh, through Graffiti Designs booth. You're going to get variant titles of Black Canary, which will be available on that Thursday. Batman Beyond, number one, available on the Friday. Midnight, Midnighter, number one, will be available that Saturday. Bizarro, number one, on Sunday. And variants and variants available on all days including, include Robin, Son of Batman, Harley Quinn, 17, uh, Batman, Superman 41, Batman 41, and Justice League 41. And a rare, special rare oversized gate-folded variant cover of the Justice League of America number one, which will only be available on that Saturday. So. All kinds of shit going on. Yeah. Remember, we got so much shit when we went to there for Marvel. I mean, for DC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah DC hooks it up, dude. Yeah, you guys. They so- give you free comics, posters, like all types of shit. Oh, yeah. You know. And their booth was sick. Oh, I know. I don't think it was huge. But it was, it was mostly about, um, was it Arkham City? Yeah. Right? Because Arkham, Arkham City, City was... Arkham City, and I think the... It was, I think, Batman, the Dark... Was it 2011? I think the Dark Knight or the um, the Dark Knight Rises. I mean, yeah, Batman that, Begins or the Dark Knight Rises. That had to have been my favorite booth because it was just at the right time because they had that movie coming out. They had the game coming out. They had they had developer... They had like a little stage set up. It was like in the uh, center. Yeah, in the center of the joint, they had a little stage set up. They were they were playing the game and talking about it. They had statues set up. They had fucking all the f- every corner gave you free shit. Yeah, it, it was just so fucking cool. And then right across from that was a uh, um, sideshow. Sideshow, yeah, <laughs> it was my favorite place to be. <laughs> sideshow, so amazing. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, if you guys go to our Facebook page, I think I have pictures of that when we went that time on there still. Oh, good. So, yeah, so you guys have to check that out. See us keeping it real. That's I right. mean, we don't. You won't see us much because we're not selfie people. Yeah, but you'll see what we're doing. Exactly. So you know, I might see, get a selfie stick next time. <laughs> get banned. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can't bring them to Comic Con, huh? Yeah, yeah. People you can't bring them to Comic Con or um, Disneyland. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Just hold your hand up for Christ's sake. Here's what you: if you have a selfie stick, extend it. And then whack yourself over the head with it because that's what you deserve for getting a selfie stick. As hard as you possibly can, too. Yeah. Please. Possibly break something. Please. Yeah. I'm begging you. <laughs> um, all right. So here's an interesting article, kind of topical. Um, and this comes from comicbookresources.com. Uh, so I'm just going to read it because it's not that long. Um, early Saturday afternoon, activists uh, Brittany Bree Newsom and James Tyson were arrested. Uh, after the former climbed, the former climbed a flagpole outside of the South Carolina State Capitol building, and removed the Confederate battle flag that flew there. The flag has stirred up nationwide controversy in the wake of the Emanuel African Methodist epos, epos, the, uh, the church. We all know the church. <laughs> and it's like how how many freaking you know? I don't want to you know. I'm not going to joke around because yeah, it, it was tragic what happened. Yeah. But that was in Charleston. Um, spurred by Newsom and Tyson's actions, artist 
Jason, Jason Latour share, shared an upcoming variant cover for Southern Bastards number 10. Um, we were going to wait till next week to post this, Latour wrote on Facebook, but in light of the stuff happening at the SC Capitol today, Jason and I think the timing is right. Um, the powerful image sees a dog ripping the Confederate stars and bars and features the phrase, Death to the Flag, Long Live the South. According to Latour, he and the and writer Jason Aaron are presently working on a way to offer pr- proceeds from this this Southern ba- Bastards number ten variant to Charleston shooting victims. Um, and the cover is exactly what I said. So it's a uh, it's a dog, and he's basically he's got a piece of the flag in his um in his mouth, and he's standing on a tattered looking what they call the stars and bars. With the Confederate flag, right. um, I thought this was cool only because when they, st- I kind of forgot that the Confederate flag was being flown in South Carolina for yeah. so long, and and I'm and their their whole reasoning is well, it's not flown in the Capitol; it's outside the Capitol. It used to be on and the Capitol. <laughs> it was, and it used to be just as big as the American flag. Yeah. Uh, but now, I well, they took it down now. But it was a it was a smaller version of it, and and it's in today's day and age, it, <laughs> the people who wanted it to fly there will always give you bullshit reasons, but they always gloss over the fact that it's a symbol of slavery. Right. And it it really is. I mean, let's be honest. You know what I mean? And and not only that, let's just be let's be completely accurate here. Why is the losing flag flying? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, right? Do they not understand how war works? Like you lost. Right. So take your flag down, dick. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it's um it's almost like a slap in the face to the rest of America. To be completely honest. Like you could you could view it that way. And also it really doesn't fucking matter because it's just a stupid little flag. But it matters to some people and it matters to people there and, and especially with all this shootings going on and, um, and, and the, the recent race tension in some areas of, of the country. Um, I think it's time to start putting to rest these, these old mentalities and these – stop protecting the silly shit. Just in just to be politically correct, like oh no, it's their right. They can fight. No, it isn't their fucking right because it's government property. Take the fucking flag down. You know, so it's right. it's just such an ugly symbol. Like, why would anyone want that to fly if they weren't a racist? Yeah, yeah. I'm really I I don't know. I I still can't. Like they say, it's part of their heritage, but I'm like, and but. It's over. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also part of American heritage too that we marched all the Native Americans to the West Coast. We don't flag, we don't celebrate that. Right. Not not everything that you have is good. Right. You know, you learn from it and you move on. But you, I mean, there, nothing about that flag is good. Yeah. You know, you you didn't want to abolish slavery. You didn't want to go. You didn't want to pay people to do things. Right. You know, they like to come up with a bunch of little reasons. Why? Oh, no, it wasn't about slavery. It was about other things and <laughs> our right to do what we need. Yeah, do your right to fucking practice slavery, assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's about slavery. Stop it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, for those of you unsure how Adam really feels. <laughs> well, no, and, and to me, to me, it's not a big issue, but I've, I've run into it more because of where I'm from. 
so I'm, I'm from Boston from the north. So like when we see a Confederate flag there, people are like practically spitting on it, like just out of habit. Yeah. You know, like what the fuck is that doing there? You know, and stuff like that. So it's in the West Coast. Nobody cares about anything. But um, I don't know. I just I just thought it was cool for them to do that. Um, and the cover looks pretty dope. It's like all red. <laughs> and that dog looked like he ain't fucking playing. <laughs> so I was just uh, scrolling through uh, Instagram because uh got a notification on there but i love that this meme how to offend four groups of geeks with one photo it has a patrick stewart and it says use the force harry gandalf <laughs> you're devaluing my uh my point but yeah that, that one's funny <laughs> you know <laughs> it's called lightening it up <laughs> so, it's also anyway uh let's lighten the mood euthanasia is uh <laughs> like jesus christ <laughs> Let, let's lighten things up. Third world debt. That's it. <laughs> <sighs> so the AIDS epidemic. Um, <laughs> no. So cancer, never getting a cure. <laughs> exactly. uh, so let's talk about something funny. Tech news. So over the weekend, Microsoft seemed to confuse people about who will get their free version of Windows 10. Well, it seems that with that announcement of uh, free Windows 10 for all, Microsoft has been doing what they've been known to do, starting to change things. Uh, the eventual release of Windows 10 could be a make or break for Microsoft. The confusion surrounding the people that are testing the, pro, um, the Windows 10 operating system. Well, it would seem that... So the breakdown is this. People that were testing Windows 10, which you know either did a clean install, installed it on a virtual machine, whatever, what have you, were they eligible to get it? To me, it seems like a no-brainer. You're testing it, you get a free one. However, Adam and I did test the Windows 7 when, remember when they first, you know, when they did the mm -hmm. testing stage, but we didn't get a free install, which I always thought was a bit of a bitch move there. But on Monday, they uh, altered their post of who will get a genuine cop copy. Ultimately, it'll come down to you, your decision. It, that will determine whether you get it free or not. And here's what I mean. Option number one. If you would like to remain a Windows Inside Program tester, or insider, they call it, uh, you will still receive a steady series of activated, genuine operating system releases. You'll have access to the macro, uh, to Microsoft, say Macintosh, uh, Microsoft beta <laughs> content, and continue to gain feedback. Uh, the second option, if you choose to opt out of that, you will need to have a valid Windows 7, 8, or 10 license. Without it, the operating system will expire. However, there are still some questions as to whether they will provide a genuine copy for someone that did a clean install on the, on the system. Now, what basically we found out later is if you did a clean install, you need to make sure you have a license of the Windows 7 or Windows 8 operating system that you had purchased before. Usually that's, like for laptops, you usually find that on the bottom of your computer, what have right. you. Um, now, I think for me, this is kind of a misstep for Microsoft in regards to the Windows Insider program. It should have been explained clearly to potential testers. If you choose to continue, you can receive a create copies so they can decide whether or not they actually want to test this because if you did a clean install and you know you don't want to continue it 
but you want the free update, you need to make sure you have that. And sometimes, you know, if you have those tags on the bottom of your laptop and if it's been a while, those things fade. Those things tear, you know. Uh, so I, I think this is a problem with Microsoft is Microsoft wants people to test their stuff, but at the same time, they don't want to kind of reward them with regardless of whether what whether you have a you know valid one or you've tested our shit, you've went through this stuff, you went through all the buggy modes, here it is. Just take it. I always think that seemed a bit... I I agree with that, but then on the flip side, you would have thousands upon millions of people who would just install the preview the day before it came out and then sign up to get the free one. You know what I mean? Like, But there should be a cutoff to the preview like you shouldn't be able to get the free preview the day before you know well, you you know my point though is I, that I, there would be people that would just sign up for the preview just to get the free copy yeah but you get it anyway if you have yeah. those seven or eight you're gonna get yeah, but anyway that's what i'm saying though is that the people that had illegitimate copies will grab the preview so they can get a legit copy of windows 10 yeah, but I'm just saying that people work the system, and that's not going to be everybody. But right, but you're going to probably say there's a small number of people that right, and there's probably a bunch of people that did that anyway, and then like going, oh fuck, you know. But then yeah, and and that the main problem here, and I agree with you, is that the communication is they're trying something new, and we're not used to this kind of mentality from Microsoft where they're giving shit away for free and stuff like that. So they really should have took the time to really lay it out. Yeah, cause like line by line. Exactly, because remember, I mean, because their communication of, oh, yeah, any if you're running 7 or 8, you're going to get Windows 10 for free. Okay, right. makes sense. And every week there was a new detail. And then, yeah. Then conflicted was, with the and, other detail. Exactly. Then it was like, <laughs> well, not everyone. Oh, well, pirates will get it. Oh, well, maybe they won't. Actually, we don't know yet. We're still talking about it. It's like, before you make bold announcements, you should actually work it out. Have that shit sorted, yeah. Exactly, because I'm sure you went to a meeting, but then there was somebody that had a meeting later on, and it, you know, that shit went out, went out the, uh, went out the window, and they're like, oh shit, he shouldn't have said that because we changed it about five minutes ago. Well, I was in the bathroom. Oh, sorry, you know. It, but one thing that I actually heard about is that they're gonna do away with those when, um, with, I think no, actually not do away with, but they're gonna give you an option of whether if you want to get like. A disc or a flash drive but the flash drive i hear is supposed to be more expensive well i mean a flash drive is more expensive <laughs> yeah but it, yeah, like, so that uh, makes sense extra, but that, extra hundred bucks i think is well i don't know about all that no that's what yeah. i was hearing that they were yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just saying i don't know about that if they do that <laughs> that's a little <laughs> ridiculous because it would be great if i could go into a shop yeah and just buy a usb with it on because yeah, it's – I have a disk drive, but that's only because I had one in the closet underneath some shit. Yeah. So when I built the computer, I just put it in there. Well, it's like my old laptop has a disk drive, but for some reason, it doesn't work anymore. The driver's yeah. out, and I can't get it to open or play or anything. So it's like I would have to use a disk drive if I were to reinstall it. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where – and there are laptops like my brother's laptop doesn't have a disk drive. Yeah, oh, most laptops nowadays don't. Yeah, so it's like, well, you're going to have to, you know, use that USB stick. Yep. And I mean, Microsoft does make it easy, like, for people who are moderately savvy with computers, you can download the ISO and you can... But there's some people that that terrifies them yeah. to even attempt that. You know, so it's... 
I don't know. There's a lot of di- there's a lot of little things that Microsoft could be doing, but I do I do think they are doing better than they used to. Yeah. But the well, communication yeah. thing is the worst. And 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 that's that goes with a lot of different companies too, but it's they just need to when whenever something and game companies do this pretty well sometimes. When you're going to do something new, have like patch notes. Right. Right? So like World of Warcraft, okay? When a big patch is coming out, I can go to the World of Warcraft website. And I can click – they'll have an overview and then I there's a link that says full patch notes. It's like 15 fucking pages line by line what <laughs> right. skill has changed, percentage differences and just have that out there. And then no one has an excuse to bitch right. about confusion. You could just say, did you read the patch notes? Yeah. That's what Blizzard does all the time. Did you read the patch notes? No? Well, then fuck you because we had it there for you. Exactly. You know, so that's just what they need to do. I think they, I think they rushed out the, um, the announcement. For whatever fucking reason, right, right, right. <laughs> Just trying to show off, I guess. But <laughs> all right. So this this um this article is about the recent uh, SpaceX mishap. <laughs> Comes from Engadget. Um, now I'm going to read the original article, and then there's an update. So I'm basically going to conflict myself, but whatever. I, I want to give you all the information. Okay. <laughs> um, today is not a good day for private space flight spacex and nasa have confirmed that a falcon 9 rocket broke up shortly after launching on a resupply mission for the international space station it's not clear what caused the failure at this stage but the vehicle started smoking right before it fell apart the destruction a bad sign (laughs) right um the check engine light came on however (laughs) they were in space (laughs) um the destruction but the woman behind the (laughs) the woman behind the launch said like Oh, I thought it'd just get brighter if it was yeah. <laughs> any more of a problem. She enjoyed the extra light because she was putting on her eyeliner. So <laughs> I don't know how this got sexist all of a sudden, but why not? Um, the destruction won't create immediate problems for the space station, thankfully. Um, however, it comes at a very bad time for SpaceX. The company has lost yet another chance chance to land its reusable rocket on a sea barge and it only just got clearance to launch valuable missions for both nasa and the u.s air force elon musk and crew may have to work overtime assuring officials that this kind of disaster won't happen again now for the update musk reports that the explosion might have been due to an quote overpressure event in the rocket's upper stage liquid oxygen tank at a press conference, neither NASA nor SpaceX had enough information to say what went wrong besides ruling out a, a problem with the first lower stage. NASA notes that the ISS crew still have a comfortable four-month supply buffer, um, but is understandably concerned that there have been three supply mission failures in the, in the space of several months. Um, and not all from SpaceX, of course, but th- it seems like they just can't get supplies to this fucking space station. And Elon um, Musk is up, it says, come, um, oh, I just got another, Elon Musk said that the reason that it failed was Texas's inability to allow Tesla vehicles to be sold. That's a direct correlation. That's, yeah. Um, Microsoft, <laughs> of all people, is no doubt worried, too. Uh, since the HoloLens headset... Because the ship went up with the Windows 7 <laughs> OS. Right. The HoloLens, <laughs> shut up. The HoloLens headsets for its astronaut assistance project were on the SpaceX flight, oh. and and we have heard a few details about that. Um, Microsoft is testing that. I know we all know we can play Minecraft on our table, um, but 
they're they want to see they want to test that technology for astronauts and 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 I think that would be a great technology uh, to see basically full displays of something and and something like that. But um, they want to make sure Minecraft works in space. That's, that's mainly what, what they're going to use it for. <laughs> um, so that obviously blew up. So <laughs> they'll have to wait. Um, it sucks to be look SpaceX is a bold company. Um, and I'm not talking about the Tesla motors on. So I'm a SpaceX specifically. They're doing different things and stuff like that. So the, you know, the, the landing on the space barge, it was bound that that wasn't going to happen the first few times. And, you know, all the, or space barge, <laughs> the barge, um, space, barge. <laughs> space. Uh, but the problem is, is when, if, if they, they're losing face and for a normal resupply mission, to fail that hurts your public image because you're not doing anything new you know it's it's one thing when you're doing something new when you're trying something risky and it doesn't work like oh okay we'll try again whatever but when it's something that everyone else does on a regular basis and you can't even get it to work right you need to start going back to the drawing board making sure that shit's right, right. because the the next step for these rockets that SpaceX is using is putting people on top of them. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's or, real cute, know, which is a little safer than right. on, on them, but it's real cute. <laughs> well, you put the, you put the capsule on top of the rocket, Steve <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I don't want to swim around in rocket fuel to you. Defense. <laughs> <laughs> Defense on how much I've had to drink. Um, but, they're never going to get to that point if they keep fucking up. Cause like I said, it's cute. You know, it's, it sucks, but it's not the big of a deal when a supply mission blows up. Right. But if you got an astronaut in there and it blows up, we're talking about a Columbia size problem. Right. And we all know how much damage that did to space flight. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. They just need to figure out what the hell's wrong. And I'm sure they will. I still love the company and I think they do great things, but, um, as long as the Teslas don't explode, could I? St- I still have a long-term plan to get one of those. <laughs> I told I told my wife I have it all laid out. I'm getting a house, and then once we get a house, um, buy a house, not rent a house. Uh, I'm getting that um, Tesla home battery system and solar panels because I don't want to pay the fucking electric company anymore. Right. And then right after that, I'm getting the fucking charging station for the Tesla, and there'll be a Tesla in my fucking driveway. That's my goal. And then after that. Wii U, <laughs> and then I'll get a Wii U, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> this is like a long-term, like ten-year goal, but, right? And also, I like it because the longer I wait, the cheaper Teslas get. So that's you know, by the time I get one, they'll be as expensive as a Honda Civic, right? So it really won't matter at that point. But oh man, that's Big funny. Big pimping. Big pimping. <laughs> Big pimple popping pimping. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm not going to do the traditional opening for this one, uh, simply because it's been a sad week for uh, uh, for movie fans, television fans, uh, because we lost three pretty prominent uh, people in the industry in the last week, and there's an old superstition that celebrities die in threes. Well, this one happened really quickly. Uh, on Monday, uh, for those of you that, if you guys are movie score lovers like I am, 
hearing the score, the the heart wrenching theme uh, in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, uh, you you definitely know James Horner who died tragically in a plane accident near his home in Santa Barbara. He was 61. He was responsible for uh, a lot of big scores. You, if you don't know his name, you know his um, his uh, involvement, like Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's like I oh, said, I, I don't know, I don't know who that is. And Steve, if if I was in the room, I feel Steve would have slapped me. <laughs> like, I was like, well, sorry, Jesus. Uh, he did the music for Avatar, Titanic, Jumanji, Apollo 13, Braveheart, A Beautiful Mind, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, The Rocketeer, among many others. His latest, he was supposed to be, he was going to be working on uh james cameron avatar sequels he also did the score for the amazing spider-man movies um he got his start back in the 70s with the watcher tv series as our movie as well as the 80s camp classic battle beyond the stars uh he's always for me he's always been one of my favorite composers alongside with john williams hans zimmer and alan silvestri and adam should know him he did the scores for the back to the future series see i know i know the work but <laughs> let's let's just explain to the audience um steve's much more into movies than i am like i'll recognize a composer for a video game right you know what i mean it's just likes and dislikes and you know steve's trying to be real hollywood right now and i don't appreciate <laughs> <laughs> getting thrown under the bus <laughs> um also uh uh, um, pr- uh, a couple days or a day after that, uh, Dick Van Patten, star of the series Eight is Enough, passed away. He was 86. He died due to complications uh, from diabetes. Uh, and uh, his work was he played the dad, of course, in Eight is Enough. But most people might remember him from Mel Brooks movies where he played Spaceballs, uh, where he, was, uh, he played uh, Princess Thespa's um, father. And he was also in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He's done a, a lot of different movies, and you know that was it was sad to see him pass away because he was always a likable character on television. And then after that, uh, later in, at the end of the week, actor Patrick McNee, he was the star of the English television series The Avengers, not to be confused with <laughs> The Avengers. Now they were like um, like secret agents. Or something. Yeah, they were they were high class secret agents. Uh, that serve very posh, like very, very, very fucking upper crust kind. Yes. Wore bowler hats and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a cool show. I used to watch reruns of it. Yeah, he played John Steed in uh, mm. in the Avengers. Uh, he was 93 years old, and he passed away um, in his home in uh, Rancho Mirage on Thursday. Um, no, uh, he was 93, so they didn't give a reason as to his passing, but it might have been just simply age at that time. Uh, but he's also for those for a lot of sci-fi fans. He was also uh, he played the voice of the Imperious leader in the original Battlestar Galactus Galactica series, as well as he played this uh, I guess kind of the prophet in the series where he actually played his um, played himself. But there was a correlation between him and the Imperious leader. Because uh, the Baltar in the series goes, I recognize that voice. So, and he's also did the opening for that series. So, if you ever watched the original Battlestar Galactica series from the seventies, he's the voiceover actor for that. So, uh, very sad week in in films. So yeah. and television. So, uh, a lot of lost of good people there. So, um, all right. You seem to be losing 
a lot lately. Yeah, we the last been, couple of years. Yeah, we've been. It's, it's been a little ridiculous. I know. It's kind of like well, for me, you know, because obviously I'm older than Adam. It's kind of like my childhood's dying a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's in a lot of instances, but all right. Well, if you like, uh, if you like what you heard, not the stories, but the podcast overall. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and once you subscribe, you'll automatically receive all our podcast content. Two, sometimes three shows a week uh, would make it extremely easy for you to uh, get all our content. If it's the first time listening to, your, to the show, welcome. Hope you uh, continue to listen. Uh, we don't ask you for much, but uh, we just ask you to spread the word. People, uh, you know, people may like you for it. And if not, they might, eat them anyway. They might love you for it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, I wasn't stalling, by the way. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> and it failed. Because we only think about you. Like we don't have a life of ourselves. I'm not going to read this. But look. <laughs> I never read it word for word. I don't know why I'm doing it now. We're trying to get comments, people. Right? iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get the show from. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on. Uh, if you subscribe to the RSS feed, of course, head to the website, thelazygeeks.com. Throw a comment on there. Fucking uh, call me. I don't give a fuck. Do something. Yeah. Smoke signal my ass to say what's <laughs> up. <laughs> shit. We'll answer. And, you know, it's the same thing goes for, you know, uh, our social media, too, because we get, you know, comments on Instagram. We get them on Twitter. We get them... A- quite a bit more on our facebook page uh google plus and they're all easy to find all you have to do is search the lazy geeks one word and we're also on snapchat same user id we make it really easy we can't make it more than that any easier than that just just hit us up let us know if you have ideas cool let us know them or questions because we've been fielding some good questions this last couple of weeks. So yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, we'll we'll definitely answer you. You sometimes you'll even get my answer and Adam's answer. Yeah, unless if I'm paying attention, <laughs> <laughs> or I tell them, go, hey, we got to come with it. Oh, I'm on it. Oh, sure, that we get it. Um, and if you're just you don't you have a trouble picking what social medium you want to communicate, or maybe you don't like social media. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're old school. You yeah. know, maybe you're maybe you're trolling the news groups looking for action. You know, I don't know what you're doing. IRC accounts. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, or dare I say, writing letters. Oh. You can do that somewhere else because I don't even have a place for you to do that to. <laughs> I mean, I have my personal, you know, but that's mine. That's for bills. <laughs> um, the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. Definitely hit us up. Send us an email. Um, I might start checking it soon because I realized it wasn't on my Outlook. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I'll have to fix that. Yeah, have to make that remedy real quick. Yeah. All right. That is it for this week's oversized edition of the Lazy Geese podcast. It's okay. It ran a little long because we're not going to be here next week. So remember, we will not have the show uh, next Monday, but we will st- still have some new content out there for you to listen to. Uh, I think our uh, upcoming one for this Friday will be uh, just another podcast where Heather and I talk about old school uh, summer breaks. Since it's summer, we decided to talk about, you know, when you used to get out of school and you look forward to summer because you had three months of no fucking school mm. and what the hell you would do during that time. Uh, what did you do during your summer breaks when you had no school? I played video games. Eh, okay. 
pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, what what else what else did people do? Uh, I mean, we my family didn't have enough money for to send me anywhere, so I would usually just yeah play video games, hang out with my friends, ride bikes. There you go. Oh, riding bikes used to love that yeah. shit. And then when um when I got a car, you know, I'd just drive around, hang out, drive to uh, the girlfriend's house, whichever one it might be at the time, because <laughs> the you know kids might be on summer break, but the parents aren't. You understand what I'm talking about? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we handle that business. Now that I have kids, I'm frightened. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And then on uh, Monday will be our new away team podcast uh, covering uh, episode number four, The Last Outpost. So definitely tune in for that on Monday after a, a hard weekend. Relax with some gentle sounds from our Star Trek smooth podcast. jazz. Some smooth jazz. And then we'll have a new, another new podcast for you on that Friday. Right. So, uh, all right. So we'll see you guys again in two weeks and uh, have a happy fourth. If not, have a good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. I love you. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.